0: This is really where it all needs to start. I know. It's I... just recapping <laughs> we can... what we requested last week, right at we're... the beginning of the podcast. Which, again, the request still is a—it's not a request. It's not a request. It happens. For it's
1: just if you're gonna send, like, don't you dare send us a dick pig. Don't. If it's not dressed up as a ghost. Yes. If it's dressed up as a ghost, sure. Send it. But like, if it's not, like, fucking, we're blocking the shit out of you, you piece of shit.
0: I mean, maybe not. Like, we'll take the listeners. Nope. She's Sarah. But we'll be really- <laughs> <laughs> and that's Stephanie. And this is Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories.
1: <laughs> Welcome to
0: episode three. It is. It is. Episode three, where we talked about dicks again. I mean, yeah, I was the like, again, because I was like,
1: we did talk about dicks before. No, no. I
0: don't know why we didn't talk about them in the first episode. <gasps> Spooky dicks.
1: Um, speaking of talking about dicks, I think our neighbors are fucking. Um, not because I hear fucking, because oh, I keep you thinking hear that banging? sounds like a dead, uh, like a headboard.
0: No, it's not. Um, it's that like PVC pipe that's outside. It's right oh, outside your yeah. window. No, I hear
1: it, it from my window all the time. You're right. I guess I it. didn't realize that you hear it in here too. Yeah. There, cause there's no, there's no one house there. You're right. You're correct. Then. You're right. As soon as you say that, I'm like, you're right. That
0: is that PVC pipe. Um, but I do hear on the other side, I hear when they have their Alexa on um, and I hear when they are watching Parks and Rec they watch Parks and Rec I heard them uh, yelling earlier today but
1: on close I mean I hear it all the time but I felt like when I listened closer it sounded like I still couldn't hear exactly what they're saying but from their tone that kind of yelling were like you're like play fighting with somebody where you're like, oh yeah, you told me this. Oh, what you gonna do about that? Like ah, this very yeah. like sassy like picking on you kind of yeah. yelling and I'm like, oh that sounds fun. <laughs> that <They're cute. laughs> sounds like it's all good over and there. And one
0: of them plays. Uh, the is horn. it a French horn? Yeah, no, I was like, it's a regular was,
1: trumpet. It's a trumpet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like definitely like some sort of. I'm not good. i fine brass with instruments. it. Uh, instruments? Oh, no, it's fine. fine. I just yeah. mean I'm like I can't. I don't know what Different, instrument is. It's yeah. a it's a brass it's instrument. Just, yeah, I know that. It's a trumpet. It yeah. Okay he has been a lesson,
0: too. I believe you. So those are our neighbors. <laughs> so ugh, we talked about dicks. I'll check that off the list of things to do today. Off the agenda. And um, then I'm just going to dive in and say, we kind of talked about it before we started, but yes, I'm totally switching up what I was planning to do for today's thing. Part of that is because... I realized that I bit off more than I could chew and I got lazy and I didn't do as much research as I should know that. Right. Um, But the other part is that I've been sitting on this story since before we started recording and I'm just really excited.
1: Get it, girl.
0: So um, that's that. Oh, shit. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, but we kind of talked about it last night. What? Uh, Grumblethorpe. And how popular, surprisingly enough, it, it actually is. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I was sitting at the bar last night and I was talking about the podcast and they said at least two or three people went, you know about Grumblethorpe? You <laughs> had to be like, I do. Do yeah. I? Oh, yeah, I did a whole research project know, on Grumblethorpe. All about Grumblethorpe. Um, so Grumblethorpe's like a little popular here. Hashtag Grumblethorpe. Hashtag it.
1: Um, in this neighborhood, yeah, uh, which I, most of the people that hang out there, are they locals or are they? Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, it's all locals. Like people who are like
1: from here. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's all, you know, older stories. Of There's a lot of that here hippie in Philly. People. Yeah. yeah. So they're all super about their area. Yeah. And so they know about all that stuff. They sure are. They're into it. Yeah. So into it.
1: <laughs> well, I'll go first today. Um, Do I, I did a little research into um, the Velasca Axe Murders. Are you familiar with the story? How
0: is it spelled? V-I-L-L-I-S-C-A, Villisca. Can I see Villisca. it? I feel like I've, I've read it online. Velisca. I think so, yes. Please. Okay, tell me more.
1: Okay. Um, so the Velisca Axe murders uh, happened in, uh, it was June 9th, 1912, in Velisca, Iowa. Um, it was eight people in one house. It was a family of six. So the parents, they had uh, four kids, and then they had two people staying over. That's <gasps> eight, right? Yes. Uh, So the family were uh, Josiah and Sarah. They were a couple. That's Um, really
0: close to mine and my brother's names. Yeah. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Uh,
1: Their children were Herman Montgomery, who was 11, Mary Catherine, who was 10, Arthur Boyd, who was seven, and Paul Vernon, who was five. So some really good Protestant names. Oh girl, uh, they were <laughs> Presbyterians. <laughs> um, and the um, and Mary Catherine had over two friends: Ina May, uh, is it? Oh my God, Stillinger, I believe. I wrote really shitty right here. Ina May Stillinger and Lena Gertrude Stillinger, who were eight and twelve, respectively. Um, so Sarah, uh, the mom, Sarah Boyd, or did I say Boyd? Boyd is the middle name of one of the kids. Anyway, sorry. So <laughs> Sarah, what is it, Stephanie? Which is it? I know. Um, so the mom, right? She threw uh, a little children's day program. That's what they called it at their Presbyterian church. And um, when it was over at night, around, like, 9 o'clock or 9.30, they were like, okay, well, we're going to head home. And Mary Catherine was like, can the Cylinder sisters come? And they're like, all right, cool. Fine. Right, like, bring them on, whatever. Um, so they all came home. Um, they got home around 9.45, 10 o'clock. Um, this was 1912, so um, they didn't have electricity, but from what I understand, they did have telephones. And they... Went to bed, and, and uh, in the morning, their neighbor, who was Mary Peck, uh, Mary Peckham, um, she lived next door. She noticed by, like, 7 a.m., which for them was weird, no one had, like, come out of the house and started doing the chores. Um, so then around, like, 8.30, she went and knocked on the door. Nobody answered. She tried the door. The door was locked. So then she let out their chickens, and, okay. She, okay. Um, and she called Ross Moore, who was uh, Josiah's brother, because they're the Moore family. Um, So she called Ross, and Ross came over. Um, He had a spare key, so he tried the door. Nobody came. He unlocked the door. He went in, and he found the bodies of the two girls, the two Stillinger girls, and then immediately they came back out. They called the cops. Um, The cops came and went and investigated. They found everyone in the house dead. So all eight people, and there are a lot of weird things about it. So they were all killed with an axe, but only Josiah was actually, like, took the axe blade to the head. Everyone else um, was, like, hit with the blunt end, like, had their head, Just like, bludgeoned with, like, the with the handle of the axe. Um, Josiah is the only one who actually, like, took an axe to the face. Uh, and from the evidence, it looked like they went in and killed the parents first, then they went in and killed the children, um, then they went in and, like, bashed the parents some more, and then they went down to the two little girls. The Stillingers were
0: last. So... Oh, I have questions. Already? Do you want me to finish or do you want to... Go ahead. Um, kind of. How do they know that they went back to the parents again? I would assume
1: blood trails. Oh, okay. Throughout the house. And uh, everyone, it appears, was asleep for the murder, except for one of the Stillinger girls, who was one of the last people who got killed. Um, Wait,
0: no one heard this? This is in
1: the middle of the night. I mean, they were all sleeping and they were bashed, like head bashed in. And children, you know, kids sleep through anything. And the parents were the first ones dead. They just went back to the parents' room again and were like, let's make you extra dead. So they all slept through it, um, and it appeared, except for Lena Stillinger, who, she had defensive wounds, so it appeared that she, like, was awake and fought back. And so that's all terrible. Um, There were several suspects in the matter, and one person was even tried twice, uh, which was the traveling preacher, Reverend George Kelly. Um, But he was also, like not right in the head so Um, like at one point he had confessed but then like recanted and maybe he did it or maybe he didn't but he was tried twice one time uh was a hung jury and the next time they outright acquitted him uh so there was that but nobody was actually ever convicted of this crime and the (laughs) the part that i told myself not to forget and i'm looking at it i totally still forgot to say it so they found the murder weapon was in the room with the stillingers like the two younger girls and next to it was a slab of bacon like wrapped up um and they don't know if the person was gonna like steal the food and like they just forgot it or um only one place said this and i was like Ugh, where uh, lena sillinger like the little girl who was like alive she had been found with her dress up and like her undergarments were gone but there were no signs of sexual abuse so someone had speculated that like the little because the other girl was also like propped on the side of the bed that the killer like propped them up and like fuck the bacon but there were no fluids in the bacon but i'm also like what a weird i don't know um so that was the thing that maybe happened but who knows
0: um but it's oh my god i just know hold on <laughs> i just have to take a second Yeah. you're just throwing all of this at me real fast <laughs> <laughs> You're blowing it. It's a through lot. It, it's and a I'm lot. like, we need to take a second real fast and just. It's a lot. Oh my God. Uh, bacon? Bacon. Do you, uh, like a slab of it wrapped up. Is there any thought that maybe the little girls were just like, we're going to have this in the morning. We're going to have it here. We're going to wake up. Just get get ready. Just get that
1: bacon. Just put it by the side because I want to take this downstairs as soon as we get up in the morning.
0: Exactly. You know, Michael from the office uh, puts the foreman grill by his bed at night and puts the strips of bacon on the foreman. So he wakes up, he plugs it in, and then he goes back to sleep and he wakes up to the smell of sizzling bacon. I used
1: to do that with, um, I had a vaporizer that had a remote control and I would pack it before I went to bed. <laughs> and then I would get up in the morning and turn it on. And then when I saw it was ready, I would get out of bed and, and hit the vaporizer.
0: <laughs> Talk about motivation to get out of bed. Um, so there's that. Um, okay. All right. So... And all eight of these people, except for one, managed to be killed silently. Nobody
1: heard anything. The only person who said they heard anything was Reverend George Kelly, who they were like, well, you probably actually did it. He was like, I went for a walk in the middle of the night, and I heard some, like, some thuds in the house, and I was like, what?
0: And they were like... I'm gonna keep walking. Right, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, so you, so did, you it? did it? So you didn't go
1: help? <laughs> they are like, so you're guilty? Um, so that was, like, one of the things, was he was one of the witnesses. Oh, my God. Um And they were like, yeah, right. Um, But there were two cigarettes also found in the attic, two spent cigarettes, implying that the killer or killers um, sat and
0: waited there for them them
1: to come home and go to
0: bed. I don't like that. Uh,
1: Yeah, I know. It's pretty awful. All of the victims' faces, all of the mirrors, and all of the windows were covered with clothing. Um, So they killed the people, put stuff over their faces, put stuff over all of the mirrors in the house, and all of the windows in the house. Is there any idea of what that significance might be? Didn't I don't know. Didn't want to look at it. Didn't want anybody to look in. Didn't want anybody to see anything. Didn't want to see what they themselves were doing. Didn't want. I don't know. But I'm like, that sounds like a crazy person. Like maybe and that Reverend George like like Um, So that's the the like that's the crime right that happened there. Now uh somebody I don't know if it was the coroner or what I can't remember who they said it was but somebody like who came in and like looked around the house who was like part of the law enforcement um went to town to go get something and while they were there they're like oh my god I'm looking at this house all these dead bodies are in it. it's fucking crazy I can't believe it and before the cops could come and really like investigate further all sorts of townspeople were at the house, tracing through the house, looking at everything. No. Yeah. So they had already done some initial investigation, but then any clues that could have been useful were probably destroyed by all the people walking around the house going, Oh my God, this is horrible. Those
0: nosy motherfuckers.
1: Right. Um, so that didn't help. Oh my God. Um, but that, so that obviously made investigation harder because yeah. there was evidence of all sorts of people coming in and out of the house. Um, and that sucks. So that's the initial, like, that's what happened there. It took a long time for anybody to, like, buy the house again. Um, I'm not sure how long before the first people. Uh, I, don't I, yeah, I, I don't know if the Ritners. Yeah. I don't know if the Ritners were the first people in it, but the um, there's Homer and his pregnant wife. This was in the 1930s. Um, they were offered six months free rent to move in because, the, like, they couldn't get anybody to stay in this house. Move into the death house. So um, Homer and his wife Bonnie moved in in the 30s. Um, Bonnie was pregnant at the time. Uh, she repeatedly woke up and said she saw a ghost of a a ghost of a man with an axe at the foot of the bed, um, and got hysterical and would wake up her husband. And he was like, "What are you screaming at?" Um, and this went on for a little while. And he took her to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "Look, if this keeps happening, like you're going to lose this baby because she's really hysterical and this is really distressing to her. Like you need to do something about it." So Homer was like, "Okay." you go to sleep and I'm going to stay up through the night and like protect you and make sure nothing happens. So Homer started staying up through the night, but then he started hearing um, thudding up and down the stairs. And he was like, fuck this. We're getting out of the house. Yeah, no. Right? I'm, I'm already
0: just like, no, I don't <laughs> right? care. So
1: they moved in with relatives um, and they moved out of the house uh, and they were like, Fuck, <laughs> fuck is going I gotta go. on. Um, but they fled in the middle of the night to live with some relatives, and the town folks didn't take it seriously though. They were just like, they're cr- they're stressed out with the new baby. Like, there's yeah. a lot going on. So like, that's what's going on with them. Then the second like major case of haunting happened between 1963 and 71 when a family was renting the house. Um, and the dad was I didn't write this down, but I remember reading this. The dad was like a truck driver. Um, and he came back and the girls would tell him, his daughters would tell him that in the middle of the night, they heard children cre- uh, sc- like screaming and crying. And he was like, you girls. <laughs> but this went on for like, for a really long time. They lived in this house for like more than a decade. Was he a single um, dad? Uh, it doesn't say anything about the mom. Hmm. So I don't know, maybe. But so what changed it for him was that one night he was sharpening his pocket knife Um, and the pocket knife, he said, flew out of his hand and stabbed him in the palm. Mm -mm. Like, just, like, just up and then, like, someone Mm -mm. had driven it into his palm, right? Mm -mm. And so they got the fuck out of the house. (laughs) So then, um, so what I didn't write down, but what I know and what I was looking at. So the house was, um, was purchased by, like, the current owner bought it in 1994 and they renovated it to look like it did back in 1912. And they use it as kind of like a touristy attraction. So, like, they do tours, but you can also stay overnight in the Velisca Murder House. Um
0: fucking crazy. And it's like
1: $428 for a group of four to six um, <laughs> to stay. You get the house for the night. What a reasonable rate. There's no electricity um, so, because it's just like it was in 1912. So if you want to stay in this cold, dark house and listen to the ghosts, like that's on you. <laughs> that's on um, you. So the, the thing that I was really interested in that I only found one um, article for, and that was the one where I was like, I didn't really take notes on this, but I did read about this. Um, so other than the normal, like the people, the regular guests who have stayed there over the years and said like they heard creepy shit at night or they saw a ghost or whatever. The part that I was like, whoa, that's crazy is in, what year is this? It looks like, uh, so in 2014, so this was just a couple of years ago, um, a paranormal investigator was staying in the house, um, and he, um... I can't find if it was lethal or not but he stabbed himself um, and it's unknown if he like stabbed himself like because he was hearing things or if he really stabbed himself mm-hmm. or it was like something in the house Damn. but remember there's the dad who like yeah. had his hand stabbed um, but he um, he stabbed himself uh, and we don't know if it was like on purpose or if it was like a hoax or if it was part of like him trying to prove the house was haunted Um, obviously the lady who owns the house is like, I feel really awful about this. I'm sorry. Ooh. Um, but she says that they've hosted paranormal investigators all the time because people come from around the world to come check out this house. And she, she said they all hope something will come to them. Sometimes they learn to tempt their, sometimes they like to tempt their fate. Um, and there are testimonials from the people who stayed in the house and they're all like, it's really creepy. <laughs> and, uh, There's no yeah.
0: electricity here. Uh,
1: it says, this house has a mystique all its own and will rival any other alleged haunted location. One person wrote on the website, an overnight visit to this house will make most skeptics believers come sunrise in the morning. Oh. Um. So yeah, and there have been some like ghost hunter things there and I tried to watch some like videos of people being like there's ghosts in that house but mostly what they talked about is like what happened in that house and I'm like I mean yeah and I'm like that's awful like tell me about the ghosts but like (sighs) maybe
0: there's none maybe that's
1: but that I feel like that could be like a poltergeisty situation right where like it's not necessarily like the spirit of somebody who died there so much as like this really awful thing happened
0: yeah oh my god that's and it's uh I think the other most terrifying thing is, like, it seems so random. Yeah. And it's just them. Especially, and, yeah, and without any knows.
1: knowing of who did it or any motive or anything. Like, this person just stayed in their house and waited and Ugh, then killed them in their sleep. That's what I don't like. I don't Besides like The fact that they, like, yeah, they didn't sneak they and they waited. were there before and they waited for them to come
0: home. Anytime I hear those stories about someone finding that someone's been like squatting in their home for months and Ugh. they haven't realized it the whole time oh. and it's like yeah, gonna... oh, no, no, no. So, <laughs> yeah no, that's horrifying uh, this is gonna creep me out because uh where we're sitting right now but there was one that i read about and i want to say it was in japan that's probably wrong but a woman there was a uh a dude squatting and he was staying under her bed
1: no no sarah no And he uh, was just
0: saying, and then he would wait for her to go to work, and then he would come out and do stuff, you know, and then come back and make sure he was under there before she went to sleep, and he slept under there. And he stayed under her bed, and she had no idea that this fucking dude-
1: That's horrifying. That's fucking horrifying. I know, I know, I Why know. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm glad my mattress is on the floor. <laughs> it was like, we're sitting right by my bed. Ba- I know. Been I looking under I get too bed. much shit
0: under there. I know. Don't look that's under stuff. there. <laughs> Don't look don't don't look it don't look, don't it. look, at it. Don't look at it okay um so my story i'm very excited about because it was something that i had never heard of before and i stumbled upon it just like randomly down some internet rabbit hole mm-hmm. um and it is the black monk of pontifract. Whoa. Whoa. And so we're going to get a little crazy here and we're going overseas. Get it, cause girl. this is in the UK. So it's located in West Yorkshire, England. Um, it's also known as the Haunting of 30 East Drive. But it was dubbed Europe's Most Violent Haunting. Ooh. And it happened before the Einfeld Poltergeist. And I've talked to you about that, like, a little bit, and I'm sure I'll probably make that one story that I do one time. But the Einfeld Poltergeist is another, like, highly... It's like a super highly documented poltergeist case. Okay. Anyways, back to our black that. monk. Right. This is before that. Right. He's the OG. Okay. Kind of. Um, but, I mean, before that... It began in 1966, which honestly is not that long ago. Right. Nice. Correct. Um, so, started in 1966. And this family lived in, it's just honestly just like kind of a basic row house type of situation. Just like a super basic home. It's not necessarily ancient or old or anything like that. And you have a family of four. You've got Jean, the mom, Joe, the dad, Philip, the boy who when the... Th- Uh, activity started he was 15 and diane was 12 and that's the youngest daughter just to give you an idea of some things while the family lived there they experienced activities such as uh objects levitating Mm -hmm. um objects flying and appearing in thin air and getting thrown so like something just showed up and then was thrown Mm -hmm. foul smells Drops in temperature, breathing sounds, knocking noises, furniture overturning, lights on and off, and then this crazy one random pools of water. Chris? Uh, overall, this sounds like some Poltergeist shit. Right. The first big incident happened in the summer of 1966, and everyone in the vacation left except for Philip. Who stayed home with his grandma? Oh, Philip. I know. So, Philip, well, Philip and grandma. Grandma didn't sign up for this. She doesn't live there. She didn't ask for it. She just wanted a weekend with her grandson, quality grandson time. My grandson, Philip. I know. Uh, Well, her grandma, Sarah, with an H. We all had Sarah
1: with an H stories. No, it's all about
0: (laughs) (laughs) me. Me! So, we're having quality grandma, grandson time. Mm hmm. But while Philip is gone during the day, Grandma is, she feels like random cold gusts of air while she's home alone. And it's said that when Philip comes home, they both witness a white powder or dust dropping from the ceiling. Oh, there was
1: cocaine in the ceiling. I,
0: you know, I went to snow, like a frozen type of situation, but it could be. Co- you know, it's well, just, that would explain the pools of water. You know what it really is? It was asbestos. Most likely. Yeah. In definitely. that time that's what it was. It was yeah. it was lead paint chips. Absolutely. Um so yeah, so she's feeling cold gusts of air. He comes home and then they see this white powder dripping from the ceiling. So grandma says, Okay, hold up. Get it, grandma. She goes across the street to get I, I wrote down, she goes across the street to get back up AKA her other daughter, Marie Kelly. Get it, Marie. So she went and grabbed the other daughter and brought her over and was like, Girl, you gotta look at this shit. Look at the ceiling. So, when Marie arrives, they notice that a pool of water has formed in the kitchen. It is snow. It just, the water just formed. And it says that all three of them, Grandma Sarah, Auntie Marie, and little man philip all just, like, stood there and watched pools of water just begin forming in the kitchen. And they would try to, like, wipe it up with a sponge, clean it up with a napkin, and another one would form. Mm Mm-hmm. So a neighbor hears the commotion, I wrote, duh. Because they're freaking out about, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Right. Uh, duh. And comes over and shuts off the water. Practical.
1: hmm
0: Okay, shut the fuck up, you guys. It's a water leak. I'm going to go shut sure, your water off. It's water, off. water right. Like, okay, thank you. Um, and the neighbors call the water board, who sends someone out. But they can't find any sort of leak. It's not like it was coming from the ceiling, it was forming from below and there's no explanation, but they chalk it up to like condensation and about an hour after maybe like what was an hour, hour and a half an hour later after they leave uh, the activity stops. The pools of water go away and it's done. Uh, and so they're like, cool, we're good. <laughs> so they're still in the house. And this is later in the evening around 7 p.m. Philip yelled from the kitchen, "Grandma, it's happening again!" Uh-huh. And this time, she walked into the kitchen, and their tea dispenser on the counter was just spraying out water and tea leaves. Almost, um, well, no, spraying out water and tea leaves. And the two of them watched as the button to like run the thing was pushed in and out repeatedly. Uh-huh. So someone just just spraying uh-huh. it, straight up pulled, just like. I'm going to fuck your shit up. Just getting tea, just making a huge mess mess all on the counter. So grandma shouted, stop it. Like a normal person would do. Just stop. And then that stopped and a loud crash came from the hallway. So they go and investigate. The hallway was dark, empty. Then the light switched on. And they saw what the loud bang was and the bang was a plant that was typically on the first the first landing of the stairway was out of its pot at the bottom of the stairs, and the pot was, like, over on the other side of the landing.
1: For oh. the people who can't see me, I'm sitting here, like, hands over my mouth, like,
0: like, <laughs> so terrified. I wish I didn't have to turn the page because this is continuing all on the same thing. So they went out in the hallway. It was dark. Light switched on. Pot's fucked up. That plant, they're going to have to worry about that later. Then another <laughs> crash came from the kitchen, and they saw the cupboards vibrating as though someone was trapped inside of it. Oh, no! So Grandma went and got Marie again.
1: Right, she's like, Marie, girl, I, girl, I need back
0: up again. Marie, please. And Marie witnessed the shaking cupboards as well. Yeah. And then by 9.30, it all stopped. And so Marie left so that they could get some sleep. Oh no! I'd be like Marie. We're sleeping at your house tonight. Um. So they get ready to go to bed, and Grandma was like, "All right, I think we're good." And she went upstairs to go say goodnight to Philip. But the dresser that was in his room began to sway back and forth, almost to the point where it looked like it was about to fall over. Mm-hmm. So finally, that was enough for her to say, "Get your things. We're going to your auntie's." <laughs> that house was it. Color. Right? Like
1: that like, was it. You
0: got to get out. I, can't, we can't I don't do take this. that
1: sway and dresser um, bullshit.
0: So they left and they slept at the neighbors. When the family came back from holiday, all the activity stopped for two years. For two years? Two years, Stephanie. It's royally fucking with them. Like, they're like, oh, it's all fine We're now. good. Two years? This isn't coming back. Joke's on you. Then it came back. And it was more aggressive. Oh, of
1: course. Of course. It's not going to come back two years later and be like, hey, remember me? It's going to be like, oh, bitch, you thought I was gone? I wanted you to think that. I wanted to wait until you slept just thinking, like, maybe this is over. Like, it's finally over now.
0: I want a poltergeist ghost story where it leaves for two years and it comes back and is like, I'm really sorry. I really missed you. I took some time away to think about the things that I did and instead of you don't deserve (laughs) that i'm sorry like instead of causing shit they just like you come home and your bed's made you come you knock over a glass turn around to get a napkin and it's already clean that was like the thing on an episode (laughs)
1: of angel really where like cordelia had moved into a haunted house um and the guy like the way he had died was like he like his he was trying to get away from like his controlling mother and then she like put him in a chair in the basement and walled him up in there and oh. he died right in the house oh. like that right so the house was haunted and she brought the mother back and like they basically got like vengeance on the mother and then she was like look like i have to live here and like i helped you out like i need you to like not be a mess for me and the ghost was like totally nice to her from then and she would come in and like the ghost would turn the lights on <laughs> like he was just like you know like, okay, it's cool. Like, we're going to live here together. You're cute. Roomies. and, Like, you're nice. And you helped with my mom. So, like, it's cool.
0: We'll take it. But, like, never,
1: like, they never had that conversation. It was just, like, just little things would happen in the house. They're like, oh, that's like the ghost looking out for her. That's cool.
0: So, yeah. So, Homeboy came back, and this time it was more aggressive. And it also began to focus more of the activity on Diane, who at this time now was about 14. Diane's daughter. Daughter. Okay. Um, she's about 14, 15, going through puberty, right? But the family, being, you know, as most families are, they refused to move out. They were like, you know what? You were gone for two years. Fuck you. We've we made a life here. This, this is, is our home. Our home. <laughs> right. So they gave it a name, and they dubbed their entity Fred. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, how did you know? <laughs> and That's the house down the street. Um, so they dubbed it Fred. And some things that would happen were when guests were over, you'd hear loud bangs. Objects would fly through the air. Um, some people came in and tried to do exorcisms to try to get him out. But the like exorcisms were met with more activity and typically, you know, not nice activity. And one... Did I say activity? Several
1: activity. Times. activity
0: activity activity
1: activity oh. all right
0: activity activity well right no. that's what i was that's mm. the thing yeah true. go ahead um so one notable exorcism resulted apparently in fred drawing upside down crosses on the walls with the holy water that they were like trying to get him out with sure. so he's just like fuck you fuck you fuck your drag um here's what i think of your god and Another, and I only saw this story in one spot, but I think it's really funny and I really hope it's true. And um, there's claims that at one point when they were trying to do an exorcism, Fred's hands appeared in woman's fur gloves and conducted Christian songs, like taunting them. Oh my God. Oh my God. And once he poured a jug of milk on a skeptical aunt. (laughs) So like he's just an asshole. <laughs> Once
1: he poured a jug of milk on a skeptical aunt. Aunt Fancy never came
0: back. Thank <laughs> God.
1: We didn't want her here anyway.
0: But like I said, is uh, Diane? you could do that to Aunt Flo. Ugh. Right? She's a bitch. You mean your period? So right. Diane, right? <laughs> um. So Diane, speaking of Aunt Flo, as she was getting older and dealing with things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch <laughs> <laughs> Segways are weird well it became more violent and it sometimes would throw her from her bed and one really crazy instance is it dragged her up the stairs by her hair and when it let go she had visible scratch marks on her throat later on in the haunting is when the physical manifestations occurred and Mom and Dad were the first ones who reported seeing a black cloaked figure above their bed that dissipated in thinning her. Mm-hmm.
1: And then other family
0: members began to see him as well. So they would see him show up a black cloaked figure above their bed and then it would go away. Um, but apparently not too long after the manifestations, like before, it all stopped. right. So he showed up, he showed himself, and then he was gone. This author, named Tim Kuniff, I'm t- probably butchering it, but he's an investigator and author, was fascinated by this, and researched the history of the house, and discovered that the house was built next to where the old town gallows were. Oh, of course. Right? Naturally. So it's right next to the gallows. Um. And he did some further investigating. He identified the entity. So he thinks. Right. From the, the way it looks. And maybe you were remembering earlier that this story is called The Black Monk of Pontefract. Right. And you're like, where'd they get that monk from?
1: Right. I'm only just now remembering is- that. But now I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Foreshadowing. I'm also bringing it back around again for the listeners. Right. Talking about a monk. Um, he identified the entity as being a 16th century monk who was hanged for the rape and murder of a young girl. So did he
1: like is there a real person? He figured out who it was or he's like I think it was That's some monk. it. No,
0: it was a monk who was who was hanged and raped for the murder of a young girl. Um oh, hanged did.
1: for the rape and murder. Of a young girl. Yes, <laughs> so he's hanged and raped.
0: <laughs> no.
1: oh <laughs> you didn't tell to be clear. You didn't say that the first time, you just said it just now. But I was like, wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> Whoa, that's story took a good turn. Okay. No, he was hanged for the rape and murder of a young girl. Um, and I think he identified it from the fact of the descriptions of the entity and the focus on Diane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if any other monks were hanged. That time, sure. This,
1: it, but it I'm like, works. did he find? That's what I'm curious but it, about. Yes, it's so a there, real, there was a real, a, mom. a real monk. Yes. Okay, a real person who. Okay,
0: and uh, <laughs> I thought he was just like. I oh, feel no. like it, he was like, like a monk or something. He walked into the house and was like, "The spirit is telling me, right? Like that's what that's what I was like. Mm. You in danger, girl? Right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's you know that's the idea. Another cool thing about this, though, is that there was a movie made in 2012 that's based on this story, and it's called When the Lights Went Out, and it was directed by this guy named Pat Holden, who was the nephew of Gene, the mom of the family. So he actually spent some time in the house Mm -hmm. and experienced some things and made this movie. Um, And when the movie came out... Philip was owning the house. And the puddles came back. Hold on. Oh my God. When the movie came out, Philip was owning it and he sold the house to the movie's producer. Okay. So the producer of the movie was like, I'm into this. Him and Pat were friends.
1: And Philip was like, great because I've been trying to get the fuck out of this house. You
0: can have it. (laughs) Um, I'll pay you to take it. So he sold it to the movie's producer. Now, much like your story... Uh, the producer does not live in the house. He just keeps it up, and you can rent it for the night. Oh, my God. And you can go stay there. And um, they have electricity, but you have to bring your own bed sheets. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: no. Like,
1: because, girl, you going to pee the bed.
0: And uh, like, bring I them yourself right I think it's just because yeah I have no idea why they're like they're like look, look we got a
1: rubber mattress with plastic over it yep. you gotta bring your own sheets cause you go wet to bed and, and we then can't then you do just with go it. ahead and take them with you and then we're gonna clean this fucking rubber mattress and wait for the next fool to come sleep over here with their own bed which will be the next night cause it's popular and then also if you die they're gonna wrap easy. you in your own bedroom.
0: Easy, <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy clean up why? all the way around um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I thought that was really funny that you have to bring your own sheets. But, yeah, they have a up-to-date website. I mean, I say up-to-date loosely, like the formats, but it's, you know, it's a recent that copyright of 2019. That was the, of the same, yeah, with the Velisca House. Um, but you're like, yeah, they're not making a shit ton of money off of this, but, you know, this is probably helping him pay for the upkeep of the house and yeah. pocket a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the really cool thing about this is on the website, on top of the history and everything else, they have... Two hundred and eighty eight recent paranormal occurrences
1: oh that God, are detailed so on
0: the website. Did you write <clears throat> any of them down? Uh some of them. Good. Um a lot of them <laughs> a lot of them are people recounting sort of the same things. We heard knocks, we heard scraping, etc. The fucking the, pot was on the other side of the landing. Yes. The biggest thing is the owner, the producer, came out and was there for a day. And over the course of a day and an evening, a whole bunch of shit happened Oh, him. of
1: course it did.
0: Um, such as he was washing dishes and just felt like something was watching him and went to turn over his shoulder and saw a domino just, like, appear and fall. Oh, what the fuck? Um, he also was standing in the living room, one of the other rooms, And a screw manifested and fell and missed him by, like, an inch or so. Oh, my God. Um, And then another, what was it? Oh, yeah, a ball, like a red ball just, like, showed up and was thrown at him. Um, On top of him going out and closing the front gate and, like, making sure. And it's a gate that has to be, like, propped open with a brick. He went out and he closed it and shuttered it and walked around and came back and it was completely open again. So there's, like, a lot of stuff like that, a lot of stuff, like, th- a lot of, mani- like, things manifesting in the air and being moved. And they're coming from other spots of the house. House, oh, of course. Yeah, and they're just, like, showing up and going
1: uh-huh.
0: um, is a big thing. Uh-huh. Multiple teams have investigated, and there are a few pictures, um, which I should have pulled them up, but I'll show them to you later. They're, they're okay. I'm a big skeptic, so part of me is like, um... But there is a picture of what looks to be like a blurry, but like black shadow figure holding what looks to be rosary beads. Um, And there's another one that's an image of looking at their staircase at that landing where the pot was, and then it turns and goes up the rest of the staircase. And there's a mirror there. And some team is investigating and took a picture. And in the mirror, you can see Uh, a figure. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what I'll end this story on is, it seems to still be active, um, and right before he sold the house, Philip was outside in the garden, tending to the garden, and his neighbor Carol, who at the time sort of would go over and kind of upkeep the house, and she lived right next door, and like I said, they're kind of like a row house, so all of the walls are adjacent, and she hadn't been over there for a while, and she had asked if he had sold the house to one of his nephews. Um, and he was like, no, why? And she said, well, she knew that his nephews were deaf and she'd been hearing like the TV blasting all night. Um, and she thought that, you know, he had finally sold it. They moved in and it was, it happened to be like his deaf nephews. And she's like, cause this TV is going all night long. Um, and Philip reportedly turned pale and said, there's no TV in the house. That's what I thought. I was the like, I house is in there. somebody in there. completely empty. Followed by God, It Started Again. And Philip has not been back to the house since. Oh, my God. And when was that? Oh, shit. I don't know. (laughs) Um, The film came out in 2012. So it was probably 2011, 2012. Yeah, within the last, like, five years or
1: so. Yes. Oh,
0: God. Um, And the movie was called When the Lights Went Out. And I watched a trailer. It's fine. It's like a British movie. Okay. I'm not a big scary movie person. Um, but I right. thought it Where was really is, cool. You did
1: say this was what
0: in? This was in Yorkshire. Yorkshire, yeah. Yeah, is in Yorkshire. I mean, the house is still there. Still if you want to go stay, stay a night.
1: And and I know you do. I'm gonna because I'm gonna I be I don't. In, um, I don't want to. Be in, um, no, I don't want I don't, to either.
0: I don't like the idea of something manifesting I mean, right in. Thin I don't air like the idea of like being thrown at me. It's funny because
1: like there's so much stuff that I'm like I don't know if I necessarily believe in it, but at the same time I'm like. I'm not gonna like tempt. I, I don't like, like, I'm not, try. I'm not gonna, like play with that shit. Just because I'm like skeptical doesn't mean that I'm like, oh no, there's no way. Let me show how brave I am and how not real it is. This is so. I'm like, under- yeah, like true. no, like I don't think I don't know that that's true. But also like I'm scared real easily, and I'm not gonna play around
0: with that if it is. No. It's cool. because you know it'll feed off of that energy too. If there right. is something there, it's gonna be like, oh, this bitch it's gonna is scared. be spiteful as fuck, right? Ooh, girl, that's scary. Yeah, like
1: girl, no. I'm not trying to play that
0: game. No, I don't like it. So, yep, that's the Black Monk of Pontefract, which was... I was going to say, now what's Pontefract? (laughs) It's like the county that it's in. Okay. Um, Yorkshire in Pontefract County. Something like that. Um, It was known as, is it Europe or England's most violent? Europe's most violent haunting. Gross. uh, Before the Einfeld poltergeist. And then I think that one takes the cake after that. But that's for another another day. True. Some horrible shit happenings. But those are two houses people can go stay at. So we'll have to link their websites. Right, by all means. So if you want to go stay there. If
1: you're the the sick fuck that wants to stay (laughs) at one of those places
0: and tell tell us about your experience,
1: we would love um, that. And you can tell us about that by emailing us at deadtime stories with a Z at gmail.com, hitting us up on Twitter, deadtime stories, Instagram, deadtime stories, all of it, all of the Z, or where we are. Do we have a website um, yet? Not yet. Um, that's next. Um, and finishing up getting our song ready and reaching out again about
0: our artwork that's true but at this point all of that's done i'm so excited yeah that's all those I accounts are out. created Mafaga. no but i also mean by the time this episode airs all those other things that you just mentioned it's true will be done will be done look at our Speaking lovely <laughs> love, look, you
1: like our song right that yeah, we already it's great. have it's great that's so already been made by it's the time little, this is out it's a little scurry right would you say "Ooh, girl it's scurry would you say that about it
0: because i feel like we change that every
1: time i know right there's always a little bit different
0: always a little bit um yeah that's my ghost story
1: yeah that's my ghost story i feel like um (laughs) it is a very like we have our very morbid concept so like i feel like next time i want to go for something a little lighter but I'm like, you threw all of those facts at me so fast there was a lot. And, I,
0: and it was like you were just powering through it and Cause I because I was like
1: there is so much here I
0: couldn't tell if it was because there was so much or because you were like I can't if I talk and relish in this too much like I'm gonna have to realize what I'm talking about and I've got to just power through cause this is all awful and right like, and just- I, I don't want don't it to really sound way.
1: like right like I don't want it to sound like I'm taking it very like lighthearted. I'm like this is all really terrible. We don't want to make too many bludgeoned kid jokes,
0: right? Oh no, <gasps> too soon.
1: Um. That- oh. uh,
0: it's so been. <laughs> it's been a decade. It I has. think. Um, I think that's the statute of limitations. No,
1: that that was a hundred years ago. This is 1912. Oh, what did I said A decade. A decade. I'm gonna edit. A that century. Out. That's it. That's the one. I need the food. <laughs> You're just, <laughs> you are, just messing you up everything. Up. I'm just thinking about how um I can never remember which Roman numerals are what after 10. I'm like, I know I is 1 and V is 5 and X is 10, but then there's, like, M and C and L, and I don't remember oh, which, which one's 50 10. and which one's 100 and um, which one's 1,000. Pretty
0: sure L is 50 just because of the Super Bowl this is year, right? Because it was a 50-something, right? Is it that old? Why do I feel like it's in the... No. It's 50.
1: Oh, I feel like it's Super Bowl 42. I don't know. Maybe don't it's 50 know. by this point. I have
0: a feeling. That's, how much, we, that's how much us. either
1: of us know about about football.
0: Listen, we're doing a podcast about ghost, ghost stories. stories. We yeah, are we're not, not trying to say
1: that we know sports. Shit about sports. Ball. We're not
0: even from Philly. No. But you know what?
1: Uh, the fucking Eagles won the Super Bowl this year, so... They did. It was exciting to experience to feel like and part of a fashion. part of it. That was cool. I was down there. I was in the middle of it. I you was were, in City Hall. But that was because you got off work if you would go, right? What? <laughs> but
0: that was because you. Yes! <laughs> no! You <laughs> got no, no, off no, work no, if you No, went that, to that was parade. the parade. That was the parade. I'm talking about Super Bowl the night the Super Bowl happened. Oh, the actual side of the Super Bowl. But I got Monday off because they won. Right. And so when people were like, you want to go walk down to Broad Street? And I was like, let's grab two beers. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I don't yeah, got to yeah, work yeah. tomorrow. We're good. All and right. I watched people climbing up lampposts. Oh, I showed you that snap that I took that was the guy with the balloons, and I got him right as he fell off the lamppost. <laughs> <God. laughs>
1: Philadelphia, we love you, you drunk bastards. <laughs> <laughs> What a what a great city we live in.
0: Oh, I wonder if there's any drunk ghosts where you're like, oh, this drunk Are you kidding? Bastard. I bet
1: every ghost of Philadelphia is drunk. <laughs> if you think they're not drunk at Grumblethorpe, Drunklethorpe more like.
0: Drunkle.
1: <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> She's Sarah. That's Stephanie. And, and this, this is Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories. Thanks for listening.
0: No, I'm so
1: sorry. Deadtime Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Furnison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman.